Hello and welcome back to Celestial Astrology. My name is Sonia. Thank you for joining me for this look at the astrology and the astro mindfulness exercise for the new moon in Aquarius. This new moon is particularly interesting because it's the first in like over 200 years with Pluto co-present. So we're going to be experiencing some different energy to what we felt before and we've already seen that with the last quarter moon in Scorpio that we've just had this weekend on the 3rd and 4th of February and I saw a lot of people saying about how intense this was. For myself it was significantly different to normal, uh, different events and different energy and spent my time differently. This is because Scorpio squares Aquarius, they're both fixed signs. People with planets, their sun moon rising in particular but any planets particularly personal planets which is mercury venus mars the luminaries the sun moon in taurus leo scorpio or aquarius are likely to be feeling this energy and it's particularly potent now while pluto at the degrees of the ingress while pluto's in those early degrees and pluto will be in aquarius for 20 years so we're not going to be experiencing this energy for the whole of the 20 years but it's for these first months while pluto ingresses and then pluto will leave and return retrograde back to capricorn for a little while and then in september Pluto will go into Aquarius for good and that will give us the third chance at this energy. It, it first began in March last year in 2023 was the first time Pluto went in and this is the second time and then there'll be that third time. And my teacher describes it as going up a spiral staircase and obviously the first time you're on the early rungs of the staircase you can't see the whole picture so it's it's like experiencing it as a child almost but the second time you're experiencing it as an adolescent you've got more information but you still might make mistakes and the third time obviously you're experiencing it from a higher perspective as an adult so you've got more information you've got a wiser perspective you've experienced this before the story won't be exactly the same the circumstances will be different the third time around when Pluto returns in September but the themes will be the same the the way that the story arc is developing and the planets that is contacting in your chart will be the same so there'll be a development of the story not necessarily the exact same events but a development of the story so if if you found that the last quarter moon in Scorpio was intense for you then the new moon in Aquarius may also be the same however it is hitting a different degree this is at 20 degrees which is very different from the moon in Scorpio which was at an earlier degree can't make the difference in terms of which planets it's affecting and the significance of a new moon lies in the symbolism it's a time of rebirth and inception and this marks the commencement of a lunar cycle getting a story now in Aquarius so you can look at the cycle just for for the month of the literal lunar cycle of 28 days a new moon as the moon waxes to the full moon and then returns to the next new moon or you can look at it as a six month cycle between this new moon in Aquarius until the moon reaches the full moon in Aquarius or you can look at an even longer cycle which, which unfolds over the course of almost two years with nine months in between each of the Aquarius moons at this 20 degree segment of Aquarius. So this is the new moon and in nine months there'll be a first quarter moon at this point and then another nine months after that there'll be a full moon and then there'll be a last quarter moon. So that 
will tell a story that you can track as well, a, a much longer story. But events in your life will be unfolding at this degree, something that you start now. If you track it and plant the seeds of that idea now, at the weekend I did a live with my Stero Sophia Kairos Astrology Collective. And as I was prepping for it, I saw on Instagram Astrology by Celeste posted a graphic of the Moon Phase family for the last quarter moon in Scorpio at that degree and it was literally charting my astrology story. So that's a little bit of insight into how the moon phase families can work and how they can work on a very short 28 day cycle, a slightly longer six month cycle but also a very much longer two year cycle and that's how I use the moons in astro coaching is if you're wanting to work on a project we can look at either a short term project or a much longer one. If you've got longer goals that you're working, we can use these moon cycles. When you plant the seeds and initiate a project and look at how long it's going to take you to bring it to reality. So the moon is almost like a celestial storyteller. It's it's narrating the drama of our lives. It signifies fortune and our environment and it brings this unique influence to our lives and it narrates the events in our lives. It doesn't cause them to happen, but it's it's reflecting what's happening. It's as above, so below, where it's indicating and, and is symbolic of the events that are occurring on Earth. So at the time of this new moon that we have now, we find the sun in exile, which is a state where it's without essential dignity within the realm of Aquarius. And this is a sign known for its innovative and unconventional nature. So within this new moon, we may see some kind of revelation. And the, the reason for this is, is multiple, partly because of the co-presence of Pluto for the very first time. So Pluto is beginning a story now in Aquarius because of this long transfer, but it's setting the scene for it. At the, the early degrees, it's, it's kind of announcing what it's going to be about for us and, and for each of us it will mean something different it's it's not something general that will apply to everybody but for each of us in our charts depending on what planets it's aspecting it will tell a different story and we also see mercury travels into aquarius during this week as well and we'll meet pluto that will be the first planet that it will meet in aquarius before it travels closer to the sun and moon at the time of the new moon Mercury represents our intellect and how we process, how we receive information, how we process it and how we disseminate information as well, how we share information. So together, the luminaries together with Pluto and Mercury are inviting profound insights and are offering us the potential for revolutionary ideas to emerge from the hidden recesses of the mind. Pluto is a planet of empowerment of of transformation one of my classmates has said he squeezes us to be clean so he can sweep away things that are no longer for us no longer meant for us if we haven't removed them ourselves from our lives pluto will come in and remove them for us if they haven't naturally fallen away they can suddenly be taken away however this will be ultimately empowering it'll be making room for what's new in our life and needs to come in and at this time of the new moon, this, this is a time when we need to allow what needs to come in to enter. So you might start to see what, what is necessary to come in, what's, what's being taken away just before the new moon, and what's coming in now. 
And Pluto is quite often associated with the unconscious as well. So there's a potential for these revolutionary types of ideas to emerge from the hidden recesses of the mind. He can, he's often called the Lord of the Underworld. He's associated with Hades. So he's associated with our shadow side and sometimes ideas, thoughts, feelings that we've pushed aside or suppressed can rise up. The seeking the light. So there are challenges here as well because the new moon makes a square to Uranus in Taurus. That's bringing an element of unpredictability and disruption, but also bringing an opportunity for awakening. And that's where these revolutionary ideas are coming in from. Uranus is seeking to break free. Uranus needs independence. And so does Aquarians. Aquarians are often associated with the rebel and the outsider. So together they're both looking to break free from the confines of stability and tradition and to embrace the progressive. And looking again at the moon in its conjunction with the exiled sun and being co-present with Pluto at zero degrees is weaving a tale of intense emotions and transformative energies. This is all happening in the third decan of Aquarius, and this decan is ruled by Venus. Venus is the planet of love, grace, harmony and joy, everything that's pleasurable in life, things that we're able to relax and enjoy. And I'm showing you the chart here, and on the right hand side you'll see the card from the Wild Way Oracle deck, and I've given the details for Nicola Lennart and the Wild Way Oracle deck at the bottom there. And this Deccan is aptly named Tangled Thoughts, which shows the issues that can come up. And obviously that's for the Deccan itself. The Each zodiac sign is, is broken up into three chunks of 10 degrees. So a whole zodiac sign is 30 degrees and that can be further broken down into three lots of 10. So this moon is happening in the last section of 10 degrees. And each section of 10 has a different ruler. And this decan is ruled by Venus. And with this decan comes the keywords of, of analysis into the unknown, karmic entanglement and liberation. And those fit so well with this energy that we have at the moment of Pluto bringing us into the unknown into that underworld and also the karmic entanglement which I'll be talking about shortly where the lunation of this new moon is linked with the nodes and the liberation which is brought to us by Uranus as well so this doubles down on the actual astrology of this moment but the Deccan itself is bringing that as well. So this signifies a journey into the depths of the mind where thoughts are intertwining like vines, creating a tapestry of complexity and mystery. And as I said, there's there's a flow here with the nodes, a fated element of the nodes of the moon, the sextile to the north node, suggesting a harmonious flow towards destiny and purpose. And the, the north node can be described as a hungry ghost. It, it can carry us towards an eternal hunger of always wanting more and always needing to be in a situation where it's never enough, needing more of whatever it's generating. And it also has a trine from the south node, 
which hints at the release of karmic patterns and that paves the way for that liberation. So in essence, this new moon in Aquarius in this third decan of tangled thoughts is inviting us to, to welcome this delving in deep into the labyrinth of the mind. Don't resist this. With Pluto, the resistance is often futile. You know, if, if you do resist, things can escalate and, and just become worse. So welcome the opportunities that Pluto brings and join him in the exploration. It beckons us into the realms of analysis and introspection. So join Pluto in this unknown area where karmic entanglements can find some resolution. You know, with, within this exploration is where the jewels lie, where there's access to these places that we don't always have access to. So when we do surrender to it, there's the potential to find like really deep insights that we're not always able to. Normally we're just carrying on with our lives, going through the mundane routine, but there is that opportunity now. So welcome that chance. It's a real chance for a shift forward, a real possibility of a fated shift forwards. So this encourages us to embrace the transformative power of unconventional ideas and intellectual breakthroughs and navigating this intricate tapestry of our thoughts with insight and wisdom. So I wish you well for this time and I hope that seeds are planted that really flourish in your life. And before we start the Astro Mindfulness exercise, uh, I hope you don't mind me reminding you that as a small channel that subscribes and likes and comments are really so important and it really honours the energy exchange. If you value this content, I would be so grateful. Thank you. So now we'll begin the Astro Mindfulness exercise for this new moon in Aquarius. I'd like to invite you to settle comfortably, whether you're sitting or lying, or you may even want to walk, as long as you're comfortable. And if you're sitting, make sure your back is straight and not arched. Plant your feet on the ground. Just wriggle your toes and make that connection with the earth. Just allow yourself to settle into the stillness of the present moment. Bring your awareness to the sounds around you. Bring them into your awareness. And then see if you can just release them. They're not important to us now. Bring your attention to your breathing. You don't need to alter your breathing in any way. Just focus on the air as it enters your body, travels through your body, and then leaves your body. See if you can concentrate on working out everything that you've noticed about the journey of the air and your breathing. Where does the air enter your body? How does it feel? What's its temperature when it enters and when it leaves? Do you pause between breathing in and breathing out? As you breathe, notice if there's a place where you feel the breath. Notice if there's a place where you feel the breath most easily. 
Often there's a concentration of the breath that's the most easiest place to identify it. The back of your throat, traveling down your neck, the base of your throat, in your heart center, in your chest and lungs as they rise and fall. Maybe it's in your abdomen. This is personal to you, so it doesn't matter where it is. But try now and focus on that spot where you feel the breath most easily. In mindfulness, we call this place your mindfulness anchor. And the more we practice breathing and noticing the air at that spot, breathing into that spot, the more anchored we can feel. And your breath is always with you. You can breathe into your mindfulness anchor at any time in your day. No matter the circumstances, you can always take a moment to just breathe into your mindfulness anchor. And the more you practice this technique, the more useful it will become for you, the more it will help you. So breathe into your mindfulness anchor and breathe back out. And as we're focusing on the element of air, reflect on how the air is also represented by the sign of Aquarius. As you're focusing on the air entering your body, envision the air that's all around you. There's the air that you're breathing in, but there's a lot more air in the room around you. And you begin to sense some of the air that you're not breathing, as well as the air that you are. Now as you breathe, and you're focusing on the air, the air that's around you, not just the air that you're breathing, Sense the temperature of this air and imagine it getting colder and fresher and stiller and sharper. Sense everything you can about this air until you can begin to imagine yourself standing on the edge of a snowy mountainside. You can still feel everything about the air that's around you, the crispness of it. It's engaging all of your senses. You've never sensed air so pure as this before. You can almost hear the echoes of the past in the air. And yet, there's also energy of innovation and change. There's whispers that you can hear. Look around. 
You're listening to the air, but what can you see? You realise that behind you, the air is moving around an ancient temple that's been long abandoned. And you feel pulled to explore it. It feels so inviting and you can hear the air whistling the ancient chambers. The air is still moving in and out of these ancient chambers without roofs, some without doorways. They're calling you in. You begin to gently, carefully enter the ancient temple journey through. Sense how the air changes. There's a gentle breeze around you now. Is it cool? Is it invigorating? Does it feel inspiring? It's casting a unique light. There's no adornments on the altar, just the light of the sun dancing across it. You sit and just gaze and watch the sun moving across the altar in this way. I realise it has been like this for many, many years. You allow yourself just to reflect on this and on what's coming with Aquarius and the promise of the sun in the future. Acknowledge any discomfort or displacement you may feel contemplating the future. Embrace these emotions with acceptance, knowing that growth often comes from stepping outside your comfort zone. When you feel ready to move on, You leave this altar room and continue your journey. In the next room, it's a bit darker. You sense the presence of what feels like the Lord of the Underworld, Pluto. He seems in conversation with Mercury, there's a lightness And the transformative energy of Pluto combines with the communicative and perceptive nature of Mercury. You understand that Mercury is going to take your hand and guide you through the remaining halls with a depth of insight and understanding. You're going to linger a while and see what Pluto will show you in the shadows. Reflect on the contrast with the snowy, bright, white landscape outside, reflecting the clarity of your thoughts. 
but linger a while in this shadowy room and see what Pluto has to say to you. Maybe he's given you words or an image. But when you're ready, thank him and allow Mercury to guide you further. You now come across some doorways. There are multiple doorways. You're not sure exactly which one is yours. Maybe you feel some discomfort. These doorways represent the squares to Uranus and Taurus and they're manifesting as challenges. They're all leading to a new level of understanding and growth for you. There may be a sudden jolt that might push you through one of these doorways, but at the moment you're lingering on the threshold uncertain, unsure. Maybe there's a part of you that instinctively knows which doorway is right for you already. Can you reach deep into your heart and deep into your knowingness and see if you already know which doorway is the one for you and where it leads? the discomfort that you feel. Any growth outside of our comfort zone is uncomfortable but it's also necessary and when we look back we'll be grateful for it. And as Mercury asks you to travel on it's not time to go through those doorways yet, just time to linger on the threshold in contemplation. Mercury leads you through to the central chamber. This chamber is open to the sky. It's where the moon is conjunct the exiled sun. In co-present we see Pluto and Mercury again. You sit in the centre of this room under the open sky and feel the intensity of this alignment symbolising emotional depth and transformation. Allow yourself to surrender to the cosmic energy here. Surrender yourself to what you've learnt so far on your journey and to what you will learn, trusting that you are being guided towards your truest self.
as you sit here, you notice a corridor has opened up that wasn't there when you entered. You can't resist exploring this corridor. But why wasn't it there before? You must go down it. You must. So you go down this corridor. It represents the fatedness of the journey, the flow to the North Node and the trine from the South Node. It's an infinite pathway opening before you, aligning you with your soul's purpose. You feel an effortless flow of energy, propelling you forward on your soul's discovery. The corridor leads you to stairs which bring you to a higher level of the temple. You ascend and open up onto a terrace that's full of wild flowers. You're entering the third decan of Aquarius, ruled by Venus. Here you're sensing the balance between the elements of earth and air as the vista opens up and you gaze upon the snowy mountainside. Venus, the planet of love, peace and harmony, is infusing the air with the qualities of beauty and grace, joy. You sit down to meditate and just breathe amongst these flowers immersing yourself in the energy and the lushness of the beauty of Venus. The flowers are blooming under the Aquarian sky, representing the marriage of the earthly and airy energies. Feel the warmth of the Venusian love radiating within and around you bringing such peace to your mind and your heart. This is stopping you empowering yourself with all that you've learnt in this temple. Breathe in the warmth of Venusian love, radiating within and around you, bringing peace to your mind and your heart. And breathe out any blocks or barriers to empowering yourself with all that you've learned on this journey through the temple. Breathe in the warmth of Venusian love, radiating within and around you bringing peace to your mind and your heart and breathe out any blocks or barriers preventing you from empowering yourself with all that you've learnt within this journey through the temple. And 
finally, it's time to leave. Slowly you get up and bring your awareness back as you're guided back to the entrance to the temple. You bring your attention back to your breathing, focusing once more on the air and the quality of it, the quality of that Aquarian air and the quality of the air in the room that you're in. Feeling the connection to the present moment. And as you exhale, release any residual tension. Stretch out your arms and wriggle your fingers. Stretch your legs and wriggle your toes. Returning your awareness to your surroundings. As you open your eyes, carry the wisdom and insights gained from this journey through the abandoned temple into the new moon phase. Trust these transformative energies at play and remember that you are an integral part of the cosmic dance. Embrace these winds of change for they carry the seeds of your growth and evolution guided by this harmonious influence of Venus, the communicative presence of Mercury, the new moon in Aquarius, and of course, the new Pluto in Aquarius. If you're enjoying my work, I'd like to remind you that my books are currently open for astrology readings and for astro coaching. With both of them, we look more closely at your planetary placements and see how I can help you navigate life at the moment so if you'd like to know more please contact me through my website which is shown on the information at the bottom of this recording thank you so much